0: Welcome to the DC Beer Show. We are at DC Beer across social media. We are at dcbeer.com. And if you go to the website, dcbeer.com slash events, the event calendar is back up and running. And there are a lot of events. But before we get to that, Mike Stein, what's in your Stein, Steinerbach? <laughs> Tonight
1: in Steinstein, I am having reasonably corrupt black lager out of shreveport louisiana where'd you get that Uh, i got this from uh, church key beer shop neighborhood provisions uh picked it up at blue jacket you know you can order church key beer shops beer um but i just finished atlas's fest beer which i bought at the craft beer cellar so, um, go to the craft beer cellar for local beer, uh, go to church key for far, far and away beer. Uh, yeah. Jake, what are you drinking this fine evening?
0: Oh, I'm keeping it very, very local. Um, one zip code over with, um, DC browse old time lager old time. Cause anytime's a good time for an old time. It's always a good time. For an old time, and we
1: have our wonderful guest Jordan. Jordan, uh, not just a guest, staff member, beer enthusiast extraordinaire. What have you got in your Stein this evening? Let's lean into the beer uh, extraordinaire. I have. Uh, I'm local
2: as well. I'm doing a Busy Bees. It's the uh, National Honey Board and Pink Boot Society collaboration with the neighborhood Astrolab. Lab. I started. Uh, it make, might make sense to sprinkle some honey into the uh, to the pot. So doing a Busy Bees IPA, which is really good. Not too much on the honey, but it's a, it's a great IPA, great for drinking. And I'm drinking in my stein. Shout out to stein and shout out to the uh, the Oktoberfest season. So it's a good day all around.
0: Yeah. So I was at Astrolab on Friday for the beer release. And this is now, I think, like two or three honey beers in a row. I've noticed a trend where brewers used to like, completely ferment out the honey and like they just let the yeast eat it but now they're leaving like a little bit in and i just like a little drop of sweetness just enough where you know it's there and i like that Lab did it just like i liked early in the year when streetcar 82 did it like to me this is this is a welcome trend like i drink a hop slam i don't know how much honey i get same thing with dc browse um alpha Dominellis Melli, um, ADM, that um, sometimes comes out like November, December. Um, but this Astrolab one, like you take a sip and you go, oh, I get it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's there. Like the hops are there. All right, events. The DC beer calendar is back. We can just read off this stuff. And breweries and beer bar, beer types, if you have an event, we want to hear about it dcbeer.com slash events let us know jordan where are you going to be later on this week so later on this week uh i'm going to be at
2: wheatland springs going to trip down to virginia for their uh oktoberfest it's covering two dates on september 17th and september 18th Uh, but there's no shortage of events on this weekend or this week so uh, for those that want to bounce around in dc virginia or maryland we got you covered Uh, In Maryland, we have our Silver Branch Oktoberfest starts on Thursday. That's from the 15th through the 18th on that Sunday. Downtown D.C., we have uh, Prost D.C. They have an Oktoberfest on Saturday the 17th. Same for Atlas. They're doing an Oktoberfest as well. Uh, Really looking forward to the beers that will be released there. Same with Other Half. I already know Other Half is going to have a lot of tasty beers on tap for their Oktoberfest on the 17th. Dacha, they're doing an Oktoberfest as well. Again, no shortage of places to to have a a wonderful beer to bring in uh, my favorite season of the fall. So I'm really looking forward to all the the beers that'll be out and about uh, this weekend. If you want to stick to Maryland, we have our Fall Makers Market at True Respite. That'll be this weekend as well. And also just sticking with Maryland, Elder Pine will be celebrating uh, their fourth anniversary uh, out in Gaithersburg on Friday, September 16th. So no shortage of beers to be had this weekend. Uh, if you're looking for marzins, Fest beers, IPAs, or the like, uh, all of them will be available. So like uh, like Jake mentioned, definitely check out the DC Beer calendar. You can find all these events there and, and future events there as well. And for those uh, brewers that maybe have any events this weekend that we haven't covered, hit us up. Uh, you know where to find us on all socials at DC Beer, and we'd love to add it to our calendar.
0: Mike. Since Jordan mentioned both these German style beers, Märzen's Fest beers, and IPAs, can you talk a little bit about what other half is going to do this weekend? Sure. Um, so I'll say from
1: the start that Fest beer and Märzen tend to be different styles. Um, Fest beer tends to be paler, um, sometimes stronger. Märzen tends to be darker in color. But whatever color you like your Fest beer, be it uh, straw, you know, copper to deep amber. Um, we are seeing them all over DC. So on Saturday, other half has a really unique lineup, um, where they're actually pouring some beers that you won't find anywhere outside, outside of other half, you know, you, you'll see them in New York, uh, and Philly and DC, but at other half DC, you'll see a fest beer, which is a 6% ABV beer, a Munich Dunkel, which is a 5% ABV. So that's a dark lager, less hoppy than Pilsner, more malty than Hellas, uh, darker than Hellas, darker than festbier, Munich Dunkel. Um, you'll also see Watching Grass Grow, which is a Vienna lager, also 5%. They've got a Hefeweizen, or uh, a Hefeweizen, <laughs> 5% ABV. Um, they have, in their past and present series, they have a traditional Berliner Weisse, so this is a beer originally brewed, originally hailing from Berlin, Germany, North Germany, 4% ABV. And then finally, Grodzicki-style smoked wheat beer, or if you're in Poland, Grodzicki Pivo, which is a 3.2% ABV beer. It's not as smoky as Rochbier. You might be familiar with uh, the famous beer from Franconia, Rauk beer. It's a different type of um, oak smoke in the Rauch beer, and it's uh, a different type of smoked wheat in the Grajiski. so a little less strong at 3.2% ABV, but a wonderful style of beer. Uh, they open at 10 a.m. Saturday, so I'm really contemplating rolling up at 10, uh, crushing a Dunkels, a Hefeweizen, a Fest beer, a Berliner Weisse and a Grajiski beer. Uh in Munich, that's called a Bavarian breakfast. If you just have, you know, a pretzel the size of your face and a liter of Hefeweizen. Um, but they also have Lager Village, which is a five percent ABV Pilsner, and then they're doing Ivy City, which is their 4.6% ABV Lager. Wonderful beers all around. Um, really excited for other half to showcase their lager game, which is Going super strong. Um, October marks their two-year anniversary in the District of Columbia. Um, So we're super pumped for Other Half. Outside of Other Half, Jake, I think that Blue Jacket, another lager brewer, you know, soon to the lager brewer title, but making
0: wonderful beers. What can we expect at Blue Jacket this weekend? So Blue Jacket is going, I think, like full Munich. And they're going to have seven gravity kegs, Uh, and it's going to be going to be a couple of pilsners. Um, There's going to be a merrison. You might even see like one English style beer make a cask appearance Um, again uh, with a British style cask ale engine. Like you know, you're kind of like pulling the beer out of the keg out of the cask Um, with a gravity one. you're basically just turning on the faucet, and you come and get it. Uh, they did bring one of these to, uh, to Savor. Uh, they're no stranger um, to the Gravity Keg game, uh, either like bring that stuff in from various German breweries. Maybe we'll see a couple of those at Snallygaster. But they're going to do seven of their own beers on the 17th. And again, if that's if the seventeenth is too action packed, you can always hit um, Rustico on the eighteenth. That uh, Potomac Yards Metro Station won't be open quite yet, Um, but it's coming online. Again, it's a nice fifteen minute walk to the Braddock Road Metro Station if you don't want to drive. Uh, But yeah, there's there's just an awful lot going on, and then you have to recover and come back on Tuesday the twentieth for. Boundary Stones, Battle of Barrel Aged Beers, Jordan. You think you might you might make an appearance at that
1: one? Before you get to the Battle of Barrel Aged Beers, what if I'm in Alexandria on Saturday the seventeenth or Sunday the eighteenth? Could I go to Port City? I think you could. Could I go? Is that possible? I I, I think
2: I I think they're brewing some beer down there for Oktoberfest on on, on that Saturday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the seventeenth, they have they have their Wunderfest. And then on Sunday, they have the fall maker's market, Sunday, September 18th, 12 to 5. But if I'm in the district proper, Saturday, Sunday, they're done. What am I doing the next week in D.C.? Well, I think you got a couple options,
2: uh, to be honest with you. Uh, if you. If you're looking for something to do on next Saturday and uh, Sunday, the 24th and the 25th, uh, Black Brew Movement, they'll be doing a Black Beer Garden at an all art gallery uh, on the 24th and the 25th in DC. So definitely check socials for that. Something I'm really, really looking forward to and excited for. I'm really kind of stuck on Battle of the Barrel-Aged Beers, to be honest with you, Stein. because, uh, you know, tis a season where you, you can almost kind of pull that jacket out and why not bring out some Barrel-Aged Beers too, right? So uh, really looking forward to that. And if you also want to just stick with uh, Virginia, just just put this on your calendar. Uh, Port City is having a Doctoberfest on October 1. You'll hear about it again, but I just thought I'd sneak that in there because I know we have a lot of beer lovers and dog lovers that listen to the pod. So definitely think about taking the pup out to grab a, a nice Vienna Lager, or a nice uh, Port City beer on October 1st.
0: Yeah, and I believe that Vondergarten um, in the Noma neighborhood is also gonna do a Dogtoberfest. Um, that's an all outdoor space. Um, if you're like me, if you're like Jordan, you like dogs, you like beer, People watching, dog watching. It's great. What's, what's not to like? Stein, you were drinking a Reasonably Corrupt? That's right. Who's our
1: guest today? I believe our guests are the makers of Reasonably Corrupt Black Lager from the Great Raft Brewery out of Shreveport, Louisiana. That would be Mr. Andrew Nations. Let's tune in and hear our wonderful editor-in-chief, Jacob Berg, and
0: owner, Andrew Nations. We're here with Andrew Nations, the editor emeritus of dcbeer.com, but he's not here to talk about that. He's here because, in his other capacity, uh, co-founder, co-owner, and president of Shreveport, Louisiana's Great Raft Brewing.
3: Andy, how you doing? Hey, how are y'all? I'm doing great down here in in, uh, Louisiana, getting ready for some um, darker beers, some cooler weathers, and um, I mean, Oktoberfest season is is here, whether we like it or not. It's been here for a couple weeks. (laughs)
0: You're in Shreveport, where it's got to be eighty something degrees and humid, as most of New Orleans is. Are you doing like a fest beer or a marrison? You having like a October fest?
3: Yeah. Or are you just
0: going to crush like three, you know, three eighteen lager and uh, some other light lagers?
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, we definitely do a um a marazine, and that's what was my kind of my point when we first opened up here. Is it seems like this seasonal creep is early and earlier. I mean, we got to get it. I think, you know, towards the end of July, our retailers like it at least in the at the distributor and ready to put it on a shelf, which is cr- I mean, it seems like it's a week earlier every year. But uh, you know, we gotta get that stuff out because we're covering all Louisiana, uh, all of Arkansas and over to Dallas. So um it seems like it's it's early and earlier every year, but it's all something that uh that we love because we just don't make a lot of it. We usually do about one sixty or two sixties a year. So that's definitely what season we're in um we're right now, I mean, we kind of we lean toward lager anyway, so it's always a pretty, pretty exciting uh, time for us around the brewery. So with
0: Oktoberfest and Marazin season, getting it on the shelves early and earlier, does this mean
3: that you might actually brew it in March? not quite that early but we definitely brew it um probably uh, around mid to a- probably late um probably mid-april it kind of depends on tank space and capacity and, and packaging plans but we give this one um definitely the um i won't say the longest but it, it definitely sees the eight week eight week lager um in you know either one of those 60s before we package it so it's yeah i mean it's it's brutal i mean it was brutal last week in terms of the heat so it's just odd to be brewing that this cycle of styles but it's uh kind of the nature of a the retail game that, uh, we, you know, in packaged beer these days, so.
0: Yeah, so this is something I want to touch on a little bit because I have heard from both consumers complaining, oh, you know, it's July, how can we see an fest beer? How can we see a pumpkin beer? But at the same time, there's some data based on grocery stores and your better beer businesses that your consumer gets kind of imprinted in that like the first one of these they see is tends to be one that they want to purchase and then stick with. And so it's kind of this, it's an arms race to get it to the consumer in July, maybe like early August if you're pushing it. I mean, I've seen pumpkin beers June 30th uh, in, in, in 2022. And so it seems like there's like a little bit of tension here.
3: Yeah, I mean I think that's certainly true to a certain extent. I think you got to put out a, a good product or there you know, the, you know, you want a customer to buy that seasonal for at least, you know, that that seasonal what's caught, you know, 2 months out of the year, which is roughly our kind of our goal between having it on the shelf. Um, you know, and we don't really transition to like a winter logger, so it's really we definitely have some heavier styles for that for that UPC, but it's not a get it in and get it out. It's um, um, just get it on the shelf, and then you know, make sure at least package it stays around for two months. And then draft is always a little slower, for sure, uh, in terms of when um, you know when those retailers, bars, and restaurants want to see in a draft. So we we'll usually go the first first tank is package heavy, uh, and then the next one's a little bit more draft heavy. So we have it around at least until you know mid to late November. That's good
0: because the flip side of that is then I hear people complaining that oh, you know, it's October and I want an Oktoberfest beer. And yet they're gone. They're not in stores. Instead, you might see a winter seasonal, which increasingly appears to be
3: some sort of like um, like a very piney IPA, a fresh hot beer. Yeah, I mean, it's a balancing act for sure. But I think what folks got to realize for, in a market that's heavy package, which even, you know, COVID didn't. <laughs> Covid was one thing with packaged beer sales. Luckily, we were um, we were built that way. There's, you know, even with all the tourism in New Orleans pre-Covid, it was still very package heavy. So, I guess my point is, um, we're certainly at the mercy of what our retailers tell us. That Whole Foods says they won't, you know, 300 cases across the 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 footprint in Louisiana. You kind of need to do what Whole Foods and Walmart and what these retailers tell you to do. (laughs) You mentioned New Orleans, and so I want to kind of transition.
0: You're about to get a A D.C. neighbor down there in what I assume is your largest market um, and that NRG is partnering
3: um, to open something up. Yeah, we're excited about that. We, you know, I, I've been talking to uh, the folks with with Greg with Greg at NRG about this project for a couple of years now, but not any great, you know, great specifics. We knew it was coming. Um, I'm excited for them. it. Seems like a nice concept. It's a good part of town. I think we will do well with a nice lunch crowd and certainly for game days being that close to this, um, the Superdome. But uh, it's exciting to see um, NRG do something because you know they've got some Louisiana ties. We we do event uh with them every year down there for Mardi gras So it's uh I mean we've we've uh, kind of had conversations about what they're doing for at least three or four years. So it's finally glad to see that kind of start to take shape. And it seems like uh in the next month or so uh they'll be up and going. I, I need to get down there honestly. I haven't been down since Mardi gras and that's a long time for me. So we're we're about five hours north of New Orleans. So if we're Louisiana a boot, we're at the very top of it. So it's uh it's a pretty good haul for me. But uh rest assured I'll, I'll get down there this fall when they open and check it out.
0: Excellent maybe brew a collaboration
3: as you've done with, with uh, blue jacket. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I think they went with a nice, um, I think they were leaning towards like kind of a, a English style and some cool loggers and stuff. I can't, I think they did a tin barrel, a nice little tin barrel system. So it's going to be fun to get down there and, um, uh, and brew some. I haven't brewed with those guys in a while. I think it was probably definitely pre COVID up at blue jacket. So it's been a minute, but you will be in DC for
0: NRG's snallagaster coming up next month. Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're pumped about that. So the deal with Snelligaster is they uh, they invite us every year and they pour our beer. I think we poured it four or five of them, so almost every year. And we're always very grateful, but we never can attend because it's always the same weekend uh, as our anniversary party. So we have a massive party here uh, in Shreveport to kind of celebrate our um, our anniversary, which is the weekend after. So we call that party here the Ramble. We'll have about 50 beers, uh, probably six or seven casks, um, you know, local local food, uh, local music, things like that. But we never can attend because that's such a, a big day for us. But this year, uh, I got lucky and I talked to Tim and Greg and kind of moved that up on the 8th. So um, so we're coming up. So I'm bringing my t- uh, taste room manager, Mark. Uh, he's going to come up with me. We're going to have some fun, bring a couple beers, and finally get to attend Stalegasser yes, for the first time. Cool. Uh, what are the beers you're going to bring? Yeah, we just figured this out this week. You know, we needed to bring some bangers. We didn't want to um, kind of limp up there with a Kolesh, not that I love a good Kolesh, but I think people have a certain expectation with this event. <laughs> we wanted to bring some good stuff. Um, so we're doing a uh, our ninth anniversary. We're doing a tropical stout uh, with coconut, uh, mango, and some other fruits. That one's called uh, We All Want the Same Things. Um, what's and then that, we're what's doing, the ABV gravity looking like on, on that one? That one's, that one's 15.
0: Oof.
3: All right. Yeah, so we want to come out swinging and um, kind of show off our our ninth anniversary beer. So, um, Tropical Stouts called We All Want the Same Things. Uh, It's a line from a Hold Steady song I heard a couple months ago. So, I stole that completely. Uh, And then we're doing um, a double dry hop session IPA called It's Still Real to Me, Damn It, uh, which is kind of a a old, kind of a viral video. video and then um just to kind of make fun of uh, the session ipa style in general people have strong opinions about that um but nice and dry about five and a half percent um i think this is mostly citra um i think there's some strata in there as well so those are the two we're bringing up
0: cool i do like strata you all uh step mashing that session ipa at all or you're going no not
3: the session ipa and uh speaking of controversial topics uh this is just a single infusion um we it lands pretty dry. I think about two, probably two eight on this one. Um, I think it's actually four and a half percent. Um, but so nice and dry. Um, you have very little um hot side additions, mostly dry dry hop additions. Um, but a really, really fun beer. Um, I'm excited to package and get that up um and share that with the DC crowd. Nice for this time of year, because we're you know, it's still it'll it's cool this week or cooler, but it's um I mean, it'll still be pretty warm probably through the next three or four weeks. So it's kind of a nice uh, kind of an all-day beer for tailgating, college football and things like that. That's good because Snally
0: is, you know, uh, if you're VIP, it, it can be like a six-hour ordeal. And so it's nice to have that, that session. And then, you know, if you, if you want um, a heavy hitter like a 15% tropical stout, um, you can kind of sip
3: on that uh, while crushing something, say, a bit more sessionable. You, we're You know, I'm pumped to obviously get up there and, and pour our beers and stuff, but I'm coming as a consumer. I've told those guys that. There's so many breweries up there that I just don't have de- access to and and other breweries that I haven't seen in a long time. Friends, you know, from around the country. So I'm excited just to try a lot of these beers because I just I haven't had them in a long time. So, uh, and a lot of new ones too. So I'm a consumer for this one for sure. Yeah, I think right now we're looking at something
0: like 175 breweries and then like 350 beers. And that doesn't include um, what the beer discovery folks are doing um they've got an app that is used um, by some breweries really like up and down the east coast with regards to can releases and events and they're going to have their own tent um and they're going to pour some like off-menu stuff even there um uh which i think we should probably all keep our eye on Uh like it's a couple of like really nice tripping animals beers, like Mexican lager and like a just like really well done triple IPA from them last year.
3: Um, I assume they're going to have some, some good stuff again. That's definitely one I've been excited about just based what Tim, you know, what Tim Lou has told me over the years about those guys. So I'm pumped to try it all. And, um, yeah, just, yeah. Like, and the, the brewery is insane that that list is crazy. It's, they do a really good job. That seems like it's getting bigger and bigger every year. I don't know how they do it. It seems exhausting, but, uh, we're going to have some fun either way.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get with um, Greg Ingrid over to NRG and, and Tim as well, we hope, and try and figure out like how they actually do this. And then um, I think a bunch of us are going to sit down and um, attempt to rank these beers in some semblance of uh,
3: incredibly subjective uh, spirit. Yeah. No, that's, that's fun. We, um, and I'm assuming NRG will have events, you know, throughout, or at least leading up to the. Uh, to the, the festival Saturday, so we're actually coming up Thursday night. Um, so we'll have all day to kind of hang out uh, and kind of see some stuff in DC and really catch up with some friends I haven't seen in a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, last you were here, I think uh, City State wasn't open. The public option had reopened, and mm-hmm. Three Stars was still around. And um, were you able to get to like the Roost and the Shelter down in the Southeast at um, the, the Energy property um, down that way? Uh, yeah, so like, I did. So not, I guess yeah, was not a blue, blue jacket
3: blue. one, but the one um, further field by Potomac Ave. No, I did. I think I think it was. It would have been May of last year. Um, think, yeah, May or yeah, May of last year. We got to come um, come up and, uh, and um, hang out at a shelter for a bit. So good stuff.
0: Yeah, I assume that there, the, there'll be some good events there, uh, Church Key as well, and then of course the Sovereign uh, might be like a little bit more of like the mixed fermentation and
3: like a Bel- Belgian inflected. Yeah, it's hard to uh, you know. I want to try all this new stuff, but in the back of my mind, I just want to go drink Forbidden Planet and some of the stuff, you know, some Optimal Wit, just kind of the old school, um, you know, the OGs of the DC beer world. It's going to be hard not to go back to those Creature Comforts, but uh, maybe it's a nice little um, a balance of uh, old new stuff. So
0: I think Creature Comforts is going to be up at Snally too. Do you see what I did there?
3: Nice, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. <laughs>
0: All right, cool. Thanks, Andy. Um, much appreciated, and uh, we'll we'll see you in a few weeks. Safe travels. I do have one more question. Sure, you gonna bring? You gonna bless um, any of the DC retail,
3: retailers with uh, some some out of market cans, some goodies? Um, potentially. I mean, so um, we usually send stuff a full pallet, which is about uh wait, it kind of depends. Um, but usually about sixteen to twenty slims, uh, and about five to twenty cases. It kind of depends how we can. Uh, safely or at least confidently package it on a pallet and hope it doesn't get destroyed between here and virginia um so potentially right now it's all draft uh but i'm we might to work out to something um it usually it's like the, the week of you know we know what's fresh i don't i'm pretty particular about sending hoppy or hazy stuff up that far away from a home market so if i got some stuff that packaged within you know the last 48 72 hours i might be able to get some fresh hazy stuff up there or some lager so we'll definitely uh will it be a game time decision so we'll see Cool. We'll be on the lookout for it. All right. Thanks, Andy. Much appreciated.
0: Appreciate you taking the time and coming on. You're headed abroad, so safe travels. And uh, we'll-
3: Yeah, I got a pack where it's not an early flight, but I'm not prepared. So, But I appreciate uh, the time. I'm looking forward to to getting up there. I've been too long. Excellent. Sounds good. Thanks.
2: And on Saturday, September 24th, Cricket Run is hosting their Oktoberfest, uh, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. So definitely give Crooked Run some love. Uh, if, you're, if Saturday the 17th and Sunday the 18th weren't enough for you, you can circle back to Crooked Run on next Saturday, as well as Washington, D.C.'s very own The Great Oktoberfest 2022 edition. So if the first week isn't enough for you, we'll follow it up with the second week and the Oktoberfest and the Lierhosen continues.
0: All right, Jordan, it's getting to be that sweater weather where we start eyeing the barrel-aged stouts. Which one in your cellar or in your fridge is calling your name? Do you think like as 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 soon as you like walk the dog at night, you, you, like, you feel like a little bit brisk, you know, what's the first one to get popped? So for all my all, all my people out there who love uh, all the local,
2: all the excellent local beers around, uh, cheers to you. But I'm going back to my roots with this one. I have a Monday night barrel aged Taiwan on celebrating their 2020 birthday, not even the 2021 or 2022 uh, other birthdays in August, but I've been, I've kept it in the, in in the fridge. I kept it on ice and I'm really looking forward to cracking that at the first sign of crisp air in the evening. So that'll be my fire pit beer as soon as it's, as soon as it's time. How about you? What, What are you, what do you have your eyes on or what are your taste buds set on for this fall, 2022?
0: I'm eyeing right now a uh, a Wheatland Spring, estate barley wine, um, entirely Wheatland Springs grain um, taken down to Charlottesville, Murphy and the um, maltsters down there malted it, sent it back. They made this barley wine, and then they took it like five miles down the road to Catoctin Creek, put it in Catawba Creek rye barrels, and then it got bottled. And so it could be like an all an all Virginia affair. It's a 375. So, I feel like maybe I maybe I could start and finish it, or I can just you know put a put a bottle stopper on it and you know wake up wake up next day feeling fine. We'll see where that where that first crisp evening uh, takes us.
2: Well, you know, sh- sharing is caring too. So if you want to bring that to the one of the next DC beer shares, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I love to. Uh, I
1: won't turn it down.
2: Uh, yeah, I won't turn it down. So ain't.
0: noted. So noted. <laughs> hey, and if you want to get in on those beer shares, you should add us, especially on Instagram. But all over, we're at DC Beer. And again, so, so many events. Um, please imbibe responsibly and be nice to your hospitality workers. Jordan, what you got? Just,
2: you know, one last thing, uh, shout out to Brandy. Uh, I'd just be remiss without shouting out the first lady of DC Beer. So I just want to shout out Brandy. Uh, she's having an, an excellent time, I hope, and I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to shout out Brandy. We, we miss you on this on this, uh, this fine evening and uh, hope all is well.
0: Yeah, and we hope to get a photojournalism Brandy drinking beer in LA. Peace yeah. out of all of this as well. All right, be well everybody. Um, we'll certainly see you around at some of these many, many events. See you around town, see you in Virginia or Maryland. Or in the district, take it easy, cheers.